we've got a lot to uh, a lot to cover. Uh, much more coming on the Rough and Ready Ways uh, Fall Twenty Three run, uh, folks. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, yes, we are continuing to pay tribute to the great, late, late great Robbie Robertson. Uh, with uh, Stephen, this is your technically this is your pick, and uh, to be totally transparent, you had picked a different show initially for us to talk about, but obviously when news broke of Robbie's passing, we needed to sort of rejigger some things and uh, make sure that we could fit in some time to, uh, you know, cover this amazing fucking document. Yeah, like I had a different show in mind that we will get to further on down the road, but it just seemed like, you know, important for us that we did that uh, reaction episode to, you know, like the day that Robbie died, uh, just uh, reflecting on, on what he meant to all of us, but it just seemed like important to dive into a show with uh, Bob and Robbie playing together along with the band. And uh, this show in particular I picked, this is, like you said, Boston Garden, January 14th, 1974. And, you know, part of the appeal of this show for me is that obviously we're all familiar with, like, Before the Flood, very famous uh, live record from Bob. But, you know, I've always felt like, as much as I like that record, that when you look at that Tour 74 that Dylan and the band played together, which, you know, starts in early January, it's uh, January 3rd, 1974 in Chicago is when the tour starts, and it wraps on Valentine's Day in Los Angeles, and uh, the shows in Los Angeles, the last three shows are the ones that are documented on before the flood for the most part i think the knocking on heaven's door is from the madison square garden or one of the madison square madison square garden shows in new york but it's mainly like at the end of the tour and i really think that the best of dylan and the band in 74 really occurred like toward the beginning of that tour Mm. uh you know and again i love before the flood but i think that there was some burnout maybe evident at that time and i really feel like um you know when when you listen to this boston show the dylan part of the show is great i think that the band part of the show is like fantastic Mm. i mean my complaint or one of my complaints about before the flood is that i feel like the band part of before the flood feels like a little wrote like by numbers like i don't yeah i don't feel like the band part of before the flood is that great i mean you know you've got obviously the last waltz you have rock of ages there's like so many great band live albums i don't think the band you know sounds especially great on before the flood like the just like the band parts Mm -hmm. of that record but like the band parts of this show that we're going to be talking about um are so good and obviously Dylan and the band together is so great. You know, I'm kind of compelled sometimes to argue that Dylan and the band together are like my favorite rock band of all time. Yeah. Like the like the 66 tour and I think like this 74 tour at its best. It's like, oh, this is like what I want from a rock band. Amazing songs and amazing frontman and then just like this incredible support network going on and i think more than before the flood 
this show really kind of brings that through, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is insane to think about like what they were able to accomplish together over this, I guess, ultimately like seven, eight year run. I, we talked a little bit about this in the reaction episode, but considering where they were at in 66 and then just the one night, one night only, but still incredible, impeccable 69 Isle of Wight show uh, with Bob in the white suit and then this 74 incarnation, just like that evolution and how like well kind of executed and and well conceived all of it was and how different all of it was is fucking it's it's mind-boggling to me yeah they're like fully formed different eras in there yeah they sound like totally different they sound like different uh uh uh, lead singers you know different bob dylans and they are different bob dylans right that's the whole bob dylan thing and they sound like different bands you know the band sounds like different bands behind him in 66 and 69 and 74 and and yet there is no there's no weak link, I think. And I know, you know, when we have talked about Before the Flood in the past, you know, that is sort of prototypically or stereotypically thought of as the best Bob Dylan live album, uh, which <laughs> means that we have often said it's the worst Bob Dylan live album. Um, and I do think that, you know, the, the songs and the, the interpretations of the songs documented on that record, there's some hits and misses. Um, it, it almost feels kind of cartoonish at certain points. And this show, which, like you said, Stephen, takes place about a month earlier to just like two weeks into this tour. It was like a six week tour started right after the new year. And then like you said, wrapped up on Valentine's day. I feel like they're, they're kind of at a really nice, you know, a, a medium, you know, median point where they've figured out what they're doing. You know, the set list is pretty solid at this point. And you know, the, the rock and roll carnival energy that defines this tour is absolutely present here, but it isn't, it isn't like over the top, but it isn't uh, 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 almost kind of like a, a mocking, a mockery of itself, the, the way that it might turn into by the end of it. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm really glad that I had the opportunity, that we've had the opportunity to dig into other instances of this show, uh, which is documented on a live album. So you might not necessarily go to the bootlegs on this, but this one sounds great. And I think this is really kind of an immaculate picture of Bob and the crew on this tour in this mode. Uh, it's it's a really uh, interesting period to me just because it is like a prototype of everything else that will come to be Bob Dylan live in concert. Um, It sounds and feels a lot more like the eighties than it does other parts of his career in some ways, like the, the kind of really intense energy of like the slain show feels a little bit like it's mirrored in this. And um, that is like, the this this being like kind of the the comeback the first time since the the mid 60s since he's really been out on the road with a full band uh it's significant on a major level in that way and also just uh kind of portentous for like being the the blueprint of what what would become the never ending tour model and so for that i think it's it's really interesting to talk about and think about in the context of our show here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting you bring up the 80s. I hadn't thought of that, but I think that's a good observation. I mean, for me, what I come back to listening to this is how much it reminds me of the 66 tour, like Mm -hmm. more than before the flood. And that has to do with just minor variations in the set list. Like if you look at this broadly, it doesn't seem that different from what you hear on Before the Flood, but there are 
certain songs uh, that like are played. She acts like we never have met. Like that feels like '66, or like the fact they're playing it. I want to get into that. Like when we break down the show, I, I think, like before the flood, I think the criticism of that album is that it feels like a greatest hits album, and it really is that. I think, and this has. I think in the broad strokes, like a similar arc, but like there are just a few setless variations that occur for Dylan and also in the band set that inject like a real energy into this show that reminds me of the 66 tour. And I think like Dylan and the band together, like their chemistry is, uh, so like intense you know like they i think made each other they just amped the energy on 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 both ends Mm -hmm. and it became like this kind of like big rock thing that i don't think either entity did as much on their own like i don't think dylan was as arena rock ever in his career even like the slain stuff he was never as arena rock as he is like on this tour, and I think the same could be said for the band. Like there was something like when the, like when those two came together, these two forces, they both kind of edged each other into this like sort of bombast. Yeah, that I really love like it, and and that to me is like the thing I love about the show so much. It's it's like so, it's like on such a fever pitch. You know, and, and, and I think even more than before the flood, and we'll get into this as we get into the show, I think like, it's true of the, of Dylan and the band together. And I think even the band stuff, like when they're on their own and when Dylan's on his own doing the acoustic stuff, um, it's so rapid fire, you know, and I really love it. And I think that's something maybe people don't always love about this period because it's not subtle at all, but like, I love the bombast. Of this yeah, but it's it's really interesting to think about that in reference in in relation to Rolling Thunder too, because ro- this is uh, aesthetically to me, I think overall more pleasing than Rolling Thunder. Like this period to me is, I like how it looks and feels at this point right now as I speak more than that era. Which and it's maybe because of oversaturation, but also like I like that they can get just as intense here and. It's not costume-y. It's just like rocking. It's just it's just guys wearing suits. Like it, it there's some aspect of that approach here where they kind of dri- are looking. They look normal, but they're going crazy. That I find really, really compelling. Um, even more so at this time than I do like the pageantry, which is obviously so great, but. It's cool that they kind of did Rolling Thunder before Rolling Thunder, and no one really thinks of it that way because they were like wearing suits, right? Well, it I mean it lacks the mystique of something like Rolling Thunder. You know, the whole story behind it and where Bob was at personally and this crazy band that he put together, and you know the way it was documented on film, the Ronaldo and Clara aspect, and they show up in these little New England nowhere towns and play a college gymnasium just on twenty four yeah. hours notice. Like this is a very professional, buttoned up like honestly money-making fucking uh 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 venture here they're playing basketball arenas all across the country they're playing two shows a day 
This Boston yeah. show is the is the afternoon show that we're talking about. There was an evening show that went on after this. They played fucking almost three hours in this show and then go on to do, you know, another three-hour show just a couple hours later. So, like, they are very much... You know, this is this is like lean, mean, like uh, profitable rock and roll at this point. But that yet, actually is more mysterious and interesting to well, me but now. Th- yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that like they, they're absolutely bringing it off and it doesn't, you know, any sort of element of commercialism or crowd pleasing or uh, predictability, which might be there on Before the Flood and certainly is what this kind of sound and this kind of project has graduated into in terms of just like, you know, classic rock reunion greatest hits shows that are still being played to this day in basketball arenas that's not here on on this show it's it is like this is this is uh, as strong as anything on rolling thunder I'm, I'm totally with you well and it's interesting you talk about the mystique of this versus rolling thunder because i feel like this tour more than any in dylan's history has gone through this cycle of being overrated underrated yeah, overrated yeah. and back and forth because like when it first you know was being staged I mean, this was like the most hype thing in Dylan's career. I mean, there's that famous David Geffen quote, because, you know, Geffen had recently signed Dylan to his label Asylum. We should mention Planet Waves. Yep. The great right. record that came out during this tour came out Three in Three days after this show. Yeah. So and we'll talk about this. Like, very little of Planet Waves was actually played on this tour, although there is a song in this show that he played, which is, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. There's a couple. But. But um, is there a couple? Yeah, there's Forever Young. There's Forever Young, too, of course. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, like, there's the famous David Geffen quote where he says, and I'm going to paraphrase him here slightly, but he, he called this tour uh, the greatest example of this sort of thing in the history of show business. <laughs> you know, like, this that was the hype. Yeah, like, this, like, that was the hype of this tour, that this was basically the tour where you know Dylan and the Hawks they do this tour in 66 that is very poorly received in many quarters people are booing and it becomes this like sort of mythic thing in retrospect and it's like 8 years in the past and now Dylan and the band are back together and now instead of being booed everywhere now they all fucking being, love it <laughs> yeah they're being coronated you know so it's like the classic example of something that is uh, derided in the moment but then it becomes this historical thing and then people you know love it like a decade later 